Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. In Hebrews 8, 6, we read, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood, for he is the one, Jesus is the one, who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. So we are not mighty in number in here, but how well can I hear an amen from you? Amen. There you go. That was good. So today we're going to look at three of God's promises that provide, I feel like, the scaffolding that 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 teach that helps us know how to raise kids, how to live, how to be in this world. Because there are times when whatever's going on around us can make us wonder. <laughs> Should I bring another child into this world? What, you know, how should we move forward? And yet we can know because of God's promises, a resounding yes. So these promises um, show us how the grace of God empowers us and provides purpose and power for us to live. So I asked Google how many promises are in the Bible? (laughs) So, you know, um, at the, the, the title of this, I said, promises, promises. And then I said, what can we believe and who can we trust? Well, Google kind of proved that true because it cannot come with us, come up with a single answer just on the front page of the answers. How many promises are in the Bible uh, are It's very wide ranging. It depends on who you ask and how they define a promise and all of this kind of stuff. All right. So like one person had it over 30,000. I think one had it at 3000 and then all these ranges in between. Um, But no matter which thing, the reality is there were at least thousands (laughs) of promises in God's word. Many of those are formed within the modality of covenant, which we've been talking about. Sometimes they require certain conditions to be met. Sometimes there's no condition. This is just God said this is going to happen and it's going to happen. In my early planning for this series, there were three promises that stood out to me that I wanted to cover in addition to the concept of covenant. And I expected that each one of these would be the focus of an entire sermon. Uh, Covenant took a little bit longer to cover. And so we'll see if we're able to get back to these eventually and and give them each uh, more time. But I'm just going to go ahead and talk about all three of these today because I do believe they provide the scaffolding for life. 
First off, God's presence. And that was in the lyric of The Greatest Life Faithfulness, thine own dear presence. God has promised he will never leave us, never forsake us. Jesus said, when he goes to the Father, I will send you another comforter, the Holy Spirit. God's presence has been promised to us and we experience it. And I would posit to you, you don't know what it's like to live in a world without God's presence because his presence has been promised to us. We don't, we can feel senses of despair and senses of loneliness and, and stuff, but it's not anything like it would be if we did not have his presence. God has promised his presence to us. The second one, Jesus is coming again. <laughs> there are more prophecies about Christ's second coming than his first in the scripture. Jesus himself promised he will return. If I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. In Acts chapter one, after Jesus was ascended and the disciples are standing there looking like, and I always think that the angel's question is kind of funny in that thing, because he goes, why are you standing here looking up at the clouds? And it's like, dude, Jesus just was standing here and now he is like floating up into the clouds. Where else am I going to be looking? Like, what, what are you thinking? And the reality is that the angels promised this same Jesus, not a different Jesus, not, not some other uh, person. This same Jesus will return. As you have seen him go, he will come back in the same way. In First and Second Thessalonians, that's been in Craig and mine's readings this last couple of weeks. It, there's a whole ch chapters on the reality of the coming of the Lord that is going to happen. And of course, last year we studied in the book of Revelation, and we know that it promises. Jesus said, even so, I will come. And, and, and John replies, even so, come look quickly, Lord. And so we know that that's one of the promises. And then the third one is there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There is resurrection for every one of us. This world is not the end. And so these three promises are the ones that I feel like if we will hold on to these, they give us the strength that we need for all of life. They will help us in raising children. They will help us in having the, the uh, will <laughs> to serve God. They will give you inspiration and compassion to look beyond yourself and to reach out to a dying world in need of these same promises to be brought to life in their circumstances. So let's talk about them just real quick. God's presence. Jesus will never leave you. He will never hang you out to dry. He will never abandon you or betray you. You can always reach out to him for help. You are never alone. The Holy Spirit has come to live inside you. 
When you say yes to Jesus, the Spirit of God has been poured out on all people in these last days, and no matter how bad things may get, we still have God's presence. Perhaps this is most starkly realized in the darkest situations. I I love the story of Corey Ten Boom. Uh, In the book she wrote, The Hiding Place, She and her sister were in the Nazi concentration camps. Her father was in another camp and died there. When her sister Betsy was dying due to the the torture and the starvation and and everything that she had experienced, she encouraged Corey to tell their story because, she said, people will believe it because we've been here. They will believe it because of what we've been through. And she said, tell them that no matter how deep the pit, God's love is deeper still. In the midst of horror and pain and evil manifest through other human beings, God's presence was still there. So, Even right now today, on this Sunday, in October 2022, people on our planet are, in fact, dealing with war and famine and evil regimes and horrible realities. Do you believe the promises of God that he will never leave you or forsake you? There is no evil regime or demon from hell that can keep us from calling on the name of the Lord. And the same holds true when whatever our most difficult realities are is a broken washing machine or children screaming at each other over a toy or feeling overwhelmed with your many responsibilities at work. Those things are real too. And God's presence is promised to us in the midst of all of life's situations. Not only is God's presence here with us right now, but Jesus is returning physically, visibly, audibly, tangibly. Jesus is coming back to this earth. That truth has been affirmed throughout the ages back to the earliest creeds of the church. We do not have to live in fear that some other power is going to win in the end, (laughs) that some supposed rival to Christ will usurp the heavenly throne. We serve the risen Savior who is triumphant over all. He has promised that he will return and that he will receive all of us unto himself. He promised that he is coming for those who love him, who look for his return, who watch and pray and depend on him to help us to not enter into temptation. He is coming back and there is no power. There is no power that can prevent that from happening. We long for that return. We ache to see him face to face, but none of us know when it will happen. (laughs) Jesus told his disciples that no human knows 
The angels in heaven don't know. And he said, I don't know. Only the Father knows when that day will be. But there is no question that that day will be. The day of the Lord is promised to us in Scripture. And Jesus is coming back for his own. If we will hold on to that promise, it makes a difference in how we live. I've been listening to things that uh, about some of the ideas out there about the coming of the Lord that actually make people scared. And I want to encourage us, when you think about the coming of the Lord, I do not want that to provoke fear within you in any way. I want that to inspire hope and strength and determination and give you what you need to walk in faith with God in this life and never give up because we know that we are serving Jesus Christ who is going to come again. Amen? Amen. The second coming is not like the first. Jesus came in the fullness of time in order to suffer and die and to be raised again on the third day. When he comes again, he will come in glory and power, ready to judge the earth and take authority over all things. But the promise carries forward into another promise. God will make all things new. There will be a new heaven and a new earth for the former things will pass away. And we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, holding us firm, keeping us steady through all the ups and downs of life. And my friends, we have been through some ups and downs of life. And if you're still breathing, there's some more ups and downs of life to come. But we know that this is not all there is that is beautiful as this fall has been for us. There is a new heaven and a new earth that is coming that is beyond description that is promised to us in the scripture. And it is true, my friends. It is real and we can depend upon it. Hmm. As a mother, as a grandmother, As a friend and as your pastor, I plead with us all to live our lives with these promises in mind, no matter how high or how low, no matter how much goodness we enjoy or pain and sorrow. We endure. And no matter how tempting the world, the devil, and the flesh may be, it's worth it to hold on to the promises of God. We have this promise of a better future ahead, a new heaven and a new earth where we will live forever in joy and peace 
and no more tears and no more pain. And it is God's desire <laughs> that we all be there and that we bring our friends with us <laughs> and that we be people that live in that light. Friends, we have to know that God's love for us displayed in Christ Jesus and his death on the cross was not just a small blip on the screen of history. You know, if you claim to believe, yes, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he came. I believe that he died on the cross, but I'm not sure how that has anything to do with how I live my life right now. I'm wanting you to understand something. It is not just something way back then, but it is the very central event of all of history that makes the promises of God come together. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we are able to walk the path that he blazed for us. We are able to raise our families in the knowledge of his promises. We are able right here to grow together as a church, to help each other love God with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength, to lift up our eyes and our gaze and our energy outward, to love our neighbors as ourselves. This is the joyous reality of living in the promises of God. And I want us to hold on to these three promises, especially God's presence is here for you. God's presence is there for you tomorrow at your desk. God's presence is there for you at the doctor's office. <laughs> God's presence is there for you in that lonely moment of tears. God's presence is here for you. You are never alone. He will never leave you or forsake you. God's presence is with you. Jesus is coming again. Jesus Christ, the incarnate one, the the. God made flesh, Jesus Christ, the one that showed his scars in his hands and feet and in his side is coming again in victory and power for us. And not only is he coming again, but he will then carry us forward into the beautiful future that God has promised of the new heavens and the new earth. Let us live our lives according to that. Amen. Let's pray. If one of those promises you found yourself saying, I wish that was true, but I, I've just kind of let it slide in my faith. I want you at this moment to renew that in your faith. God is with you. Jesus is coming again. And all the questions that are out there 
about what happens next after this life are answered in God's promises. We will live forever with him in a new heaven and a new earth. God, I pray that you would help us when we struggle with holding tight to these promises. And I pray that you will plant faith, a faith that resists doubt, a faith that wrestles with doubt and helps us hold on to your promises. And I pray for the strength and the power that comes to us when we say yes and amen to the promises of God in our life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm not sure that was shorter, but we got done pretty much on time anyway. So I'm going to send you out with a blessing. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen and amen. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcast and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.